What's going on with Brandon Ingram over the past six games? Plus, is there reason for optimism with Zion Williamson coming back and also reasons to still worry a little bit? Plus, the Pelicans take on the Washington Wizards tonight in the Smoothie King Center. We're going to talk about it all in the Wednesday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they're taking on the Washington Wizards in the Smoothie King Center. Revenge time? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll see. But today, we're going to talk about Brandon Ingram and his struggles since returning from injury over the past six games. What's going on with him, right? Why is his game looking so bad right now? Then, reasons for optimism around Zion Williamson. Looking a little bit trimmer now, all of a sudden. And, of course, the Washington Wizards game. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. It can even help you negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. free and available five days a week no paywall or anything like that just pelicans talk monday through friday subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and available on youtube as well so let's talk about brandon ingram returning from that hip injury he cut he did well the first couple of games back in that win over the memphis grizzlies that saturday he scored 19 points and then just about a week or so ago against the washington wizards he scored 31 in that complete fourth quarter meltdown where he basically bricked every shot in the fourth quarter and then it's been downhill ever since 19 points 17 points 12 points before against minnesota on monday just scoring nine points on 13 shots by the way he was two of 13 in that game and really really struggled and over the past six games he's averaging 17.8 points per game which is down from his 21.4 so far this season so what's going on with bi right this is the guy that he was supposed to come back from that extended absence of a number of games seven games that he missed and he was going to help this team kind of get on track and get some more wins but they're two and four since he's come back in those six games which look it's better than what the pelicans were doing before to be fair right But what's going on with his game? And and when you watch it, you can see he's really struggling to kind of be himself. And I don't know if it's the fact that he's still injured. Maybe his hip still hurts. And I'll explain why maybe that's kind of important here in a second. But he just very clearly doesn't look like himself. You can get rid of kind of all the numbers I just threw out. Just watching him, right? This is not the same Brandon Ingram that we're used to seeing. So what's up? So when you first thing is when you look at his shot chart, it's kind of his normal thing. You know, he's getting to the rim at a higher rate than he normally does. He's scoring well around the rim for what he normally is doing. He's getting there about 17, 18% of the time of his shot attempts. That's better than his season numbers this year, which is 14%, 14.3. It was 14.4 last year. It's up. He said he was trying to get there more and play a more physical style of game. So when he can get into the paint, he can definitely score. And we've seen him throw down some, you know, more emphatic dunks than we're really used to seeing from him. But what 
the area he's really struggled in is just basically his jumper, right? His three-point shot over this period of time, over these six games, is 32%. It's not great. He's not taking a ton of them compared to what he normally does either. But 32%, he's just whiffing on these shots. Sometimes they're early in the shot clock. Sometimes they're late. Sometimes they're off the dribble. They're, he's just not able to make them. And then when you look at his mid-range game, this is the area that's kind of most concerning. And when you look at his shot chart, it's just barren. He's made 17 mid-range shots over these six games. So a little over, you know, about three per game or so, something along those lines. He's money from mid-range usually. There's some like Kevin Durant-esque shooting ability in him from mid-range with that incredible length that he has and size and can basically shoot over everybody. But that shot isn't falling this year and or at least over these six games. This season in that three to 10 foot range where he shot 45% last season, a really, really good number from there. He is shooting or sorry, it's uh, this is the sixteen, the ten to sixteen foot range, so that long mid range shot, more or less. He's shooting forty five percent last season. He's shooting thirty five point three percent this year, so about a ten percent drop in that real long mid range. The sixteen to the three point line, he shot fifty one percent last year. He's shooting forty three percent this year, and in that real short mid range, the three to ten band, shot forty two percent last season. He's shooting thirty one percent this year. So you're looking at a essentially a 10% drop across the board when it comes to his mid-range numbers. That's not great, and that's not great for a number of reasons. But first and foremost, it's going to impact his scoring, right? The number is going to drop when you take those mid-rangers and you're just simply not making them. And this is something I've always wondered about him. I said I thought he was great last year and that he adjusted his game to fit Zion Williamson because his shot profile was less efficient, but he shot incredibly well from mid-range, so it worked meaning he kind of was taking what the defense was giving him alongside Zion last year. Now he's taking those same shots, but he's not making those same shots. And when Zion comes back, and we'll talk about Zion coming back here in the next segment, that's a concern because then these two guys stop fitting together if his jumper is abandoning him. or And so I don't know yet. We It's too small of a sample size to be able to tell. Is this him just kind of regressing to the mean? These are not the most efficient shot and shots you want guys taking in the NBA, but I've been cool with it because you know what? He's good at it. But if he stops being good at it, he's going to need to alter the way that he plays and he's going to need to try and get to the rim even more than he's doing already. And I just don't know quite so much if that's his style. So there's a bit of a concern there. Have the past two seasons of mid-range shooting been outliers? And now he's kind of trending more towards the league average? If that's the case, there's serious cause for concern. Now and when Zion comes back. But again, we don't know for sure yet. It's something that we need to keep an eye on to trend worth watching. It could be his hip, right? If the hip's still bothering him, is he not able to kind of get down and get up and elevate on his jump shot because of the pain? Is it impacting that? Is he missing these shots because of tired legs and his form suffering a little bit from it? We've got to wait and see. You know, he's a guy that wants to be out there on the court. He doesn't like staying off the court on the bench injured. So he would have tried to rush back. That's definitely in his M.O., but if he's not playing as efficiently as he can, there's no point in having him out there while the Pelicans are losing and he's struggling to play and it's doing nobody good. So it's something worth watching if he doesn't get back on track sooner rather than later. 
All right, though, we'll, call, we'll talk about Zion Williamson coming up here and also some of the stuff about it fitting with BI. I think that's an important thing to look at as well. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's just out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or you just simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly easy, though. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Makes it about as easy as possible to save a bunch of money. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. So you don't even have to deal with it. I hate when I get rebuilt for like $9.99. I feel dumb. I've lost money on it. That's just the combination of two things that I absolutely hate. And so I put all my subscriptions into Truebill and I can see what I'm spending money on. I go, oh, you know what? I don't need this one. One tap. I'm not paying for it anymore. And Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving. All the great food. And I'm going to eat a ton of it tomorrow. But maybe you want a dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. And that's why I'm throwing Built Bars in my bag as I go visit my girlfriend's dad. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. So Built Bars should be the new holiday dessert. You get to feast on something delicious and just feel good about it. One slice of pie, upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. You can get up to thousands on those things. Most Built Bars, though, taste just as good as pie and only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and they have plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar and eat something that's delicious and good for you. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high in protein. Plus, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're a great option when you're hungry. I'm on the road all the time for work. I keep multiple Built Bars in my bag whether I need something on the plane or I'm rushing between meetings and I just need to eat a little bit of something to keep my head on straight, Built Bars are a great option for it. And they're going to have new surprises all month long, including limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday sale, so mark your calendars this coming Friday. Black Friday is going to be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15 15% off over at built.com. All right, we just talked about Brandon Ingram. And thank you, by the way, for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want, though no show tomorrow on Thanksgiving. We'll recap tonight's game on Friday and get you set for the back-to-back games against the Utah Jazz. And now for everything black and gold, because they are playing tomorrow, go check out the Locked On Saints podcast with host Ross Jackson. All right, so we just talked about Brandon Ingram and his struggles. And he's not been the Brandon Ingram of the last two seasons, where I do think he fits well next to Zion Williamson. But this version of B.I. might not fit next to Zion if that mid-range shot isn't falling. But here's the thing. Zion's going to open things up for him a little bit more. And if you've seen the recent pictures of Zion when they were doing the Thanksgiving community event for the Pelicans, he looks good. He looks trim. 
He looks like he's getting in shape, and there have been basically rave reviews from him, from the beat writers, Will Guillory of The Athletic, Christian Clark of NOLA.com, and Andrew Lopez of ESPN, covering the team on the road, seeing him in shoot-arounds in other cities, seeing the work that he's doing on a daily basis. They don't seem to think that conditioning is going to be as big of an issue for him as a lot of other people are. And these are the guys that I trust when it comes to this sort of thing. So I'm kind of optimistic about him coming back. And so the Pelicans have struggled. They've been bad offensively this year. There's there's no sugarcoating it, right? They have the 26th worst offense in the league. Zion coming back, and if he's even remotely what he was last year, is going to be able to really improve that number and probably single-handedly drag them to being like a league average. And he should make things better for other guys, right? I haven't been too impressed with, I mean, Nikhil's been bad, right? But you're at least taking some of the burden off of him when he's out there because he can just play off of Zion Williamson. And he's shown the propensity to make the right off-ball cut and things like that. If he can do more of that and not try and force shots, I wonder if he's going to get a little bit better. Same for Devontae Graham, who's been shooting the ball relatively well from three at 36%, but it's not, you know, an insane number. It's not 40% where you kind of want him to be. He's scoring where, where his numbers, 15 points, uh, 15.3 uh, points on 13.2 shot attempts per game. It's, it's all right efficiency, but not great. But he's a better catch and shoot guy than he is off the treble, and he'll get more catch and shoot opportunities at least a little bit with Zion Williamson out there. And so I think that can maybe open things up from these guys. And while I was saying maybe they need to think about a panic trade because things are bad right now, we still haven't seen the full team around Zion Williamson and what the front office and the coaching staff envisioned that we were going to get this year. So maybe you need to hold off just till that happens because, look, Zion does fix some things. He's not going to fix everything, right? You look at this team and he's not going to fix everything, but the fact that he looks to be in better shape, he's getting close to five-on-five five and playing contact and being out on the court sooner rather than later at this point, there's reasons to kind of be optimistic that, look, it's not going to continue to be this bad if you're a Pelicans fan. But on the flip side, as I just said, he's not going to fix everything. So if you're expecting the cavalry coming in, what was the, I used the, the Lord of the Rings analogy the other day. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. T-Bob would be better at trying to explain this one. Gandalf on the third day, fifth day, something like that in the second movie, right? Like, I don't expect that that's what Zion's going to do here. He'll make things better. But look, you know, Nikhil hasn't been good. Will working off Baltimore actually kind of come to fruition for him? And will that help him, right? The other thing is this team's not a good three-point shooting team. And they're taking open three-point looks, right? But they're 20th in the league when it comes to three-point percentage at 33.3%. That's not a great number. They're also not taking a lot of them at 20, uh, 26th in the league in terms of attempts at a shade over 32. Zion's not going to change those numbers, all three-point attempts pretty much in the league are open three-point attempts. No one takes contested threes because it'll get blocked. You can go look at those numbers on NBA.com. Basically, everyone's taking like 90-plus percent of their threes are open. Zion's not going to give you more open – or Zion's going to give you more open shots, yes. But the Pelicans are missing open shots right now. And so that's not necessarily going to make them a better three-point shooting team. And unless they start hitting those three-point shots – Teams are going to really key in on Zion and try and take him away, make other guys beat him. And we've seen those other guys this season are not capable of beating opponents. Brandon Ingram isn't doing it right now because the mid-range thing is down. We just went over why in the first segment. 
So they need to start hitting their shots and become a better shooting team if they want to have things fixed when Zion's out there. Otherwise, it's going to be Zion scoring some more points, but guys still missing. And that's not going to be good enough when you're getting blown out and going down 30-plus points in certain games, 20-plus points in certain games. Zion's not going to be able to make all of that up by himself, particularly with his usage rate taking away points and opportunities from other guys who are doing something with him at the very least right now. So there's reasons for optimism that he can help, but I also don't think he fixes things purely himself. And that's why the Pelicans still need to be active on phone lines and maybe thinking about going for a guy like Ben Simmons. Look, the De'Aaron Fox would be obviously the guy you want to try and get, but I don't necessarily think that that's going to be a realistic possibility. But you guys in the comments on YouTube yesterday had some great ideas for trade options and targets that they should really be looking at. I liked hearing some of those. And as we get towards the trade deadline, I'm going to definitely be looking at those a little bit more and we'll do a couple shows based around the suggestions that you all had. So if you've got an idea for a trade target or how much you think Zion's going to help when he returns or not help let me know in the comments on youtube i love reading those the interaction's been a whole lot of fun so coming up it's a game day in the smoothie king center game before thanksgiving they're taking on the washington wizards oh that was a weird game that what last monday something like that when they lost on the road it was a monday yeah last monday um at the capital one arena center whatever it's called and they completely blew it against the washington wizards we'll talk about that game and preview this one coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans before we get to that though today's episode of locked on pelicans brought to you by betonline.ag it's thanksgiving and you know what that means Football. You're going to be watching it on Thursday. You're going to be watching the Saints. You're going to be watching it on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. And probably, you know, save some room for that Monday night game. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. And Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this Thanksgiving, and there's a lot, right? So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use our promo code locked on. Again, just put in promo code locked on when you sign up and make your first deposit, and you're getting free money. It's already like you've won a bet. Look, you know what to bet when it comes to the Pelicans. You absolutely right now. It's it's the under on Brandon Ingram's points scored. Probably the over on Josh Hart points scored. You're a smart basketball fan. Go put that knowledge to use. And look, it's not just football and basketball. Bet online has pro, uh, has college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Over at betonline.ag, they are stuffed, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms five days a week. And for your second listen, go check out Lockdown Saints with host Ross Jackson, who's awesome, breaking down everything black and gold. They take on the Bills in the Superdome tomorrow. I'm excited about that one. They got to get a win, right? Ross is going to break it down whether they will or won't, and he's going to be your guy for anything black and gold related. But we're talking Pelicans here, and they've got a game in the Smoothie King Center tonight trying to get a revenge game against the uh, Washington Wizards. You'll remember that last Monday, the Pelicans were up big time, as many as 19 before that lead just got obliterated in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter where they scored only 20 points losing 105 to 100 it was pretty bad in the fourth quarter that team could not get anything going on whatsoever while they couldn't defend the wizards 
You know, Brandon Ingram was bricking shots. He was 3 of 11 in the fourth quarter there. The team was 6 of 23 overall, whereas the Wizards were 12 of 21, 57%, made 4 of 6 threes, and just took it to New Orleans. This is just one of those games where you've got to be really careful about what you do. This is a Wizards team that is a big surprise this year, and they do a number of things well, including just getting out and running and playing fast. So any mistake that you make, they are going to take that the, those turnovers and turn them into points for you, uh, against you. And the Pelicans do a very, very good job of turning the ball over, as we've seen. So they need to do a much better job of not having these mistakes. Because look, the Wizards don't force a ton of turnovers. They just capitalize on it when you make them. And that was something that they did against New Orleans. They got out and ran pretty much every time they missed a shot or whenever they turned the ball over. And at times, they're just kind of really aggressive offensively, relentlessly attacking. And the Pelicans in that fourth quarter, seven fouls. The Wizards had just three, and that really started to swing the complexion of the game as New Orleans couldn't do anything. And that was a game without Bradley Beal, who was away from the team due to personal reasons. Well, he's going to be back for this one, so that's not going to be a good option for New Orleans. So you need to slow him down and, again, force these other people to beat you. Let Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who starred for them in that fourth quarter, by the way, but let him be the one to do it. Don't let Bradley Beal or Kyle Kuzma, who struggled against the Pelicans in that one, really get it done. But Montrezl Harrell really went off against them. So did others. You've just got to make your shots, right? Like, it comes down to shooting sometimes. You could say it's a make-or-miss league. That's what the Pelicans really need to do. If they can do that, they can stay in this one. But this Wizards team is very, very good. You know, they have one of the best defenses in the league. They're kind of suffocating at times. They are sound on the defensive glass as well. You know, they they limit your shots. They're going to make you take bad, bad shots. Teams don't take a lot of threes against them because they do a very good job of closing out. They force you into that mid-range, which, look, for New Orleans, they've struggled with recently. You've got to kind of play smart, efficient, almost by the numbers basketball, analytics basketball. And if your mid-range isn't falling in this game, you've got to switch from that you've got to start aggressively attacking the rim or shooting the three ball to try and kind of break what this wizards defense does can they do that (laughs) it's the million dollar question we're going to find out tonight in the game so that's going to do it for this episode of locked on pelicans enjoy thanksgiving we'll be back on friday we're going to recap this game get you set for the two game set against the utah jazz and of course thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every single day now for your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with experts, analysis, and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. And they're on a heater, and you're leaving money on the table if you're not checking out the Locked On Bets podcast. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all on Friday.